Welcome to another episode of the Feel Your Fandom Podcast. My name is Saint. I'm glad you could join us again. Today we are going to be discussing the topic of toxic fandom and what that means for fandom in general, uh, for our communities, what we can do to combat it and recognize it in ourselves, and in general just kind of discussing what that is. Today, we're going to be talking uh, with my friend Frankie. Say hello, Frankie. Hello. Hello. And then my brother-in-law, Tom. Hi, I'm Thomas. Hi, Thomas. So before we kick off, what I like to do with uh, my co-hosts is I like to kind of throw it to y'all so you can kind of give me a little bit of, of a flavor of what you're into. What What is your fandom? Where do you fall? And we don't have to discuss every single thing, obviously, but... Like, give me a key point of what you're uh, a fan of. Tom, why don't we start with you? Uh, I'm into uh, skateboarding. Okay. Which is, like, weird because there's, like, a lot of small pros over the years. It's not really, like, a pro sport like most people are into. And, uh, you know, try to be into anime, but then I only end up liking, like, five or six shows, so it's kind of hard to be a fan of something that big. And uh, That's a really big, vague topic. Right. And then I'm also into video games, but I haven't played... 10 hours worth of video games in like the last year. So what happens I when you become an adult. I read about video games all the time. Right, it's what happens when you like get I to know, be an adult. I know more about video games than I play video games for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of right there with you. And uh, how about you, Frankie? Give us a little bit of taste of your nerdery, your fandom. Um, let's see here. I put more than 10 hours a week into video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm into um, Doctor Who. Um, but the 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 recent uh, the startup of it, I haven't really watched any of the pre uh, Doctor Who stuff. Then there's um, I enjoy uh, Marvel and DC like the heroes. Although I have not read like their their comics, but I know who they are, and I there are certain characters that. I like more than others, you know, Aquaman. I was going to say, example. you have an Aquaman <laughs> tattoo, so that kind of um, shows your flavor. I haven't read any of his comics, but he's my favorite yeah, hero. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I can dig it. He gets shit on a lot. He does. He really does. Yeah. A, lot of it, a lot of times, I'm a fan of stuff that a lot of people think sucks, and I'm just like, well, it's, a, it's got a niche. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the niche. For, not yeah, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think, just off cuff, what did you think of the Jason Momoa version? Uh, I enjoyed it. Like I had no qualms with the cast nor the movie because, for me, the movie uh, was was pretty similar to the the animated movie. Um, I believe I think it was Throne, of, like, Throne of Atlantis. Throne of Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was pretty close to it, but you know they yeah. obviously tweaked it. It covers to there. the same story beats. Yeah. Okay. So the only thing I really couldn't get with and 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 I loved I liked Amber Heard in the role. She did a pretty good job. Her hair. The color of her hair. I get that they were trying to make her a redhead, but that was just like, come on. It was a little too a little too far. A little too much of a bottle job, you could tell. <laughs> so what, uh, what got you into Aquaman specifically? Um, if you never, haven't read the comics. And so grow, uh, growing up, you know, school, they cover uh, mythologies and whatnot. And so um, once we got to uh, the Greek, um, Poseidon always interested mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And then sure. you come and you find out that there's a hero in comics that's pretty kind similar. of follows the same yeah exactly yeah. so i'm just like you know what aquaman's my man yeah that's cool and so that's what kind of piqued my interest in him and on top of that <clears throat> uh started liking him even more when uh smallville came around <laughs> Smallville's a good show yeah, i never good. watched we're smallville. all giggling. really i never watched we're giggling smallville. at ourselves but it's a good show it was, it was good. a good it show good it was and they, they were gonna it do a spin-off of that sure. called wasn't it mercy bay or something like that uh, they've no done idea. a bunch of spin-offs they did a they did a pilot is it basically everything on dc now yeah kind on... of it was like pre that before they got good at what they were doing really yeah. anyways okay so <laughs> we i could talk about comic books all day honestly yeah. so um, but what we're going to kind of discuss here today is the idea of what they call toxic fandom. And what toxic fandom is, is uh, it's kind of, well, I mean, you got to look at the word uh, fan. And, and looking up the word fan, it's a derivative of the word fanatic. And people get fanatical about the things that they care about. They're very passionate about it. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's kind of part and parcel of being a fan of something is you're very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But it's when you take that fandom and you, 
I don't want to say lord over it, but yeah, kind of lord over it. Like you, you kind of push other people aside or you, you, you hold it to such a strong ideal that it could never possibly attain that all of a sudden you've gone from being a positive force and a positive influence and you've just become toxic. Well, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, so I have a Dragon Ball Z tattoo. You said you have an Aquaman tattoo, right? Right, right on the arm over here with the Aquaman. I've got Dragon Ball Z on my chest and I had to, uh, admit like it jumped the shark for me now that it's come back with its whole new saga, like it was off the, off the air for like 20 years. And then they just started a whole new saga with Super, and I'm like, I don't find it entertaining. So like, I haven't watched it, and now like people try to talk to me all the time about Dragon Ball Z, and I'm like, you know, like, well, you have you seen this happen, this, the new movie? And I'm like, no, I just don't really, like, give a shit. Because <laughs> like, no, I don't find it. I don't find it that like. It doesn't that, engage with you. It, yeah, I don't find it that good anymore. I think it really like jumped the shark in its content and quality. So I'm just like, well, I don't really follow it anymore. But it doesn't take away from what you had. From what I had, but like, I'm still like. You have to constantly a, defend a yourself. Huge, a huge fan of like what was, but I'm not like... See, that's perfect the way you describe that too because we get a lot of that with the mainstream uh, science fiction community as well. I myself, I'm not a huge Dragon Ball fan. I admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am into Star Wars and I'm into Star Trek. And you get a lot of the same reactions with uh, your Star Wars fan base, for instance. Uh, I myself, I'm a fan of Empire Strikes Back. That's always been my favorite movie. I think it's probably always going to be my favorite movie. They're adding a lot of stuff now, so it's hard to say indefinitely. But uh, you get a lot of people who are pro-original trilogy versus prequel trilogy versus sequel trilogy now. Uh, You get a lot of people who say, well... Uh, you're not a real Star Wars fan if blah blah blah, no. and they start you know jerking off and, and and offering their opinion whether you ask for it or not, and right. it's it's kind of the same beat. Like I tell people I'm a Star Wars fan, and then they lean into me like, oh well, you must have hated the original tri- or the the prequel trilogy, or you must have hated. How do you feel about this, that, and the other thing? And I'm I'm kind of zen about it anymore. I used to take a stance, and then and now it's just like. It's going to be what it's going to be. I think I mean, that's like the least toxic you can be when you're a huge fan about something. Because like I have the Dragon Ball Z tattoo and I grew up on it. And then like when something new comes out and you're excited about it and then it doesn't live up to like your personal expectations, you're just like, well. But you're not going out and attacking anybody no, about that's what I'm saying. that. Like that's, that's the best you can do is you just kind of like, well, it's not for me anymore. I'll keep the good of what I had and cherish those things and like right. still, still go back and love that stuff. But, but you're I'm not going not on the internet calling people assholes I, I, for like a super. New, I don't know these new characters. <laughs> I haven't watched. I'm not going to check out the new movie. Like I didn't see. Well, and kind of like what, what Frankie was talking about too, being into Aquaman, but not really being into the comic aspect of Aquaman. I'm right. sure that kind of follows the same uh, kind of pattern as well. Do you do you get questioned a lot about? The yeah, are you not a true or? fan? Because you know, no, no, nobody nobody clip? ever questions me. They like they see the tattoo and they're like, oh, Aquaman, huh? I'm like, yeah, and they're like, oh, all right, and they just leave it be. Leave just it? because uh, maybe because yeah. he's Probably. so obscure. <laughs> exactly. Like nobody nobody cares about. Nobody, him. nobody knows shit about exactly. Aquaman. So it's like you know, it's perfect for me. Like nobody knows about him. Great. I don't have to fucking tell you about you know like what he did in in. Most this. times, <laughs> most times, the only things I ever hear about Aquaman are the either the Jason Momoa movies, which again I enjoyed. I thought they were great. Yeah. Um, kind of have a man crush on that guy. I ain't gonna lie. He doesn't. You, yeah. Right. I mean, look at the motherfucker. Objectively I mean, handsome. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but then it's either that or it's the Super Friends version oh, of Aquaman, who is a, kind of an ass, an ass clown. Yeah. Yeah. The the Justice League's bitch. Yeah, he's the joke of the group. Back sure. in the day. Oh, you talk to fish. Okay, go make me a sandwich. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, sail out of here with your dolphin shoes. <laughs> you remember that? He clip? didn't get a lot. Of, no, yeah. I remember that. He didn't yeah. get a lot of love back in the yeah. day, but. I think he's coming to his own as a character. But... I feel like what is uh, you guys are all talking about that right now. But what is it? Uh, the boys, I like the way they way, they way, the way they show quote unquote Aquaman the deep, there is pretty yeah. much how they uh, like perceive him. He's just like you know the fish boy, the Aaron boy. Yeah. I was like, go make me a <laughs> right. You're here for our eco friendly points in the demographic <laughs> yeah. or whatever they said. That being said, if any of you haven't watched the boys and you can handle a little blood and guts. Yeah, it was so well done. Yeah, oh my true. god, I can't say enough good things about it. Uh-huh. And season two is coming really soon. I'm yeah. very very excited Thank to have goodness. that Amazon Prime membership. Yeah, I watched it in like one sitting. I did too. Yeah, yeah all like all at once. Yeah. 
It was fantastic. But so uh, toxic fandom. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, Star Wars first and foremost because, again, like I said, I that's where a, a lot where of everybody's my, mind goes. When well, right, and, and I think it's because of a lot of notable examples. Uh, Recently, with uh, The Last Jedi coming out uh, a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, there was an actress in the movie. Uh, her name is Kelly Marie Tran. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played a character called Rose Tico. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were upset because Rose Tico broke up the bro f- bromance between Poe and Finn. Her character was not well received. Not well received at all. And in fact, people got so angry and so upset yeah. that they basically chased her off of social media. Yeah. And that's not right. That's not fair. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck do these people think they are? Think they right. are? Where do yeah. they think they get the right to? And it was like the immediate reaction. It was like the first, like it was like, like before they out, even saw the and movie. Then she was just like getting hounded, and like she was. She just... was getting hounded before the movie came out. Yeah, once they saw her in the trailers. Yeah. Interacting with Finn. Well, they were like, and they were like, "Oh no, they didn't." Right. Kind of. We didn't. We didn't need this Asian female lead just to get you sales points. It's just like, no, it's just right. Like it's just. just, It's not a political move. It's just. Well, and then you got also you got the character of Ray, who's the new the new badass. Mm -hmm. If I'm not too putting too fine a point on it, Uh, they call her a Mary Sue. Yeah. They I say mean, that she's there for their sake. No, she's well, a no, 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 not there for their sake. People, from my understanding, they're calling her a Mary Sue because she's overpowered with no reasoning behind it. Oh, we're going to get the reasoning. I'm re- relatively sure we're going to get that reasoning in this last movie. Yeah. I think it was always J.J. Abrams' point to get that point across. So but, gonna, you, you think we're going to learn in this next movie oh, I why, think she's she, a clone. why she's so powerful without any I think she's training? a clone. But I think there's she, a lot. She's a clone. I think oh, she's a clone. that's right. There is that shenanigans mm-hmm. going around. Mm-hmm. Palpatine was a cloner. And now that they're bringing Palpatine back, I think that kind of proves it. Mm. This is all speculation. We're going to do an entire episode on fan theories and this, that, and the other thing. But I'm very much looking forward to that. But what is, what's up, Tom? She, like... I, I didn't like her as a character, though. She got shit on, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't see the movie for, like, um, two months. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it until it was like ready to go out of theaters. And then I saw it, and I was just like, "Well, you know, the character does kind of not add anything." It's a slow burn, story. I think, and I think they messed up a little like, bit with I mean, Ryan Johnson's movie. It's just kind of a Twitter, slow burn, yeah. With Ryan Johnson's movie, yeah. I think oh, okay. I think Ryan Johnson uh, deviated a lot from the story J.J. Abrams had tried to set in motion. Yeah, you can tell, and well, I mean, everyone could tell. <laughs> But I think what that did was it kind of it kind of deflected some of the heat from. You know that movie's only got three scenes, right? It's oh, got yeah. the space chase. It's got the casino royale, <laughs> and then it's got the fucking showdown in the rocks. That's it. It's got three scenes, and then you can completely forget about Ray's storyline because it doesn't really do anything. She I just agree. Shows up at the, I think at the they kind of they kind of deviated out. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to the new one to see if they can wrap it up. Because from what I, everything I've heard, and, and except for a news article I read this morning, where they're talking about doing a spin-off Kylo Ren prequel, which I don't know what the hell they're going to do with that, because didn't they say unequivocally that they were ending the Skywalker saga with this movie, and then they're going to bring Kylo Ren back for a prequel movie, like the Knights of Ren prequel movie? I don't know, man. <laughs> but not even so much. Okay, so Kelly Marie Tran is one character. Uh, we got uh, Daisy Ridley as Ray for another character, but let's go even farther back to 1999 when they released uh, The Phantom Menace, yeah. episode one. Mr. Binks. Mr. Binks. Jar Jar Binks himself. He was a very, very, very obnoxious character. I didn't care for him. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Um, another character not very well received, but the, and again, the actor was more than just like um, shit, best. On, shit on, on Twitter. Like yeah. they didn't have Twitter back then. That dude was like shut out of the industry. They sent letters to his house, right. death he, threats death to threats. his house. Yeah, I mean, the dude almost killed himself. Yeah, you know how bad shit has to be for an actor to be like, "Oh, people didn't like me in this role. I'm gonna go fucking kill myself." Yeah, that's so not right. Yeah, and then that, I, it's more like if if you're going to be attacking somebody, at least attack the right person. Right. right, you know, it, fucking it's, Ahmed it's Best not, didn't write that. It's not his fault that yeah. he fucking brought to life a character that was created by somebody else. George right. Lucas did you that, know, get on George and Lucas I think George Lucas caught it. a lot of heat from it too. But <laughs> George Lucas was making four billion dollars off it. George Lucas wasn't about to go kill himself. Exactly. That'd be so, like, just put it on him. He clearly doesn't care 
or wouldn't have cared what you said. I mean, he probably would have taken it a lot better. But yeah, he made the be, Ewoks. He doesn't give a shit. Don't don't take it out on whoever like the actor. It's not their fault yeah. at all. Yeah. They're just doing what was right. written for They're them. They're reading a script, exactly. Right. Yeah. And and then on, another example, a uh, more relevant recent example, of course, being the uh, the Ghostbusters reboot remake. Yeah. Uh, sequel that's not a sequel that everybody said that nobody asked for about yeah i don't think there was a positive reaction anywhere no one i watched it did honest. you ever watch it i liked it i thought it was okay i laughed i, I mean that's I, really all it takes for me that's the one uh, it was melissa mccarthy it was uh it was the whole was leslie the whole jones what's her name that, that other chick uh she was really good in it i liked her yeah. as Holtzman. it's the female snl squad right i don't remember names. um but i mean the movie was not critically well received uh, and yeah. and the fans kind of shit on it, and I think it wasn't anything to do with the actors in their roles, right? Because the actors in their roles, by and large, they did all right. Well, it was it was people were against it before anybody saw anything, like people because they didn't want to fuck up Ghostbusters, right? And it's just like how, but how how hard is the fandom for Ghostbusters, and how much of it is it just like a cultural milestone where everybody everybody knows Ghostbusters? Right, Which, Ghostbusters is a huge thing. Right, but like, who who the fuck's got Ghostbuster tattoos? It's probably like four dudes. <laughs> you know, I think it's I not, know a not, couple it's dudes. Not a huge, it's not a huge yeah, thing. Somebody, they but, got the car. Right, I'm just saying it's not like it's not as a huge thing. But there was a huge backlash. Oh yeah, and you again, know? drove Leslie Jones off of social media for quite some time because they attacked her personally about it for something that she had little to no. And she stood uh, up for herself too. She started barking back for sure, as she should. Yeah. And she looks like she could too, man. She oh, could yeah. take someone out. Yeah, her fucking. I would not fuck with Leslie Jones. Fuck no, she looks mad as hell. But again, it's another example of fans of a particular genre shitting on on anything that changes their perception of mm-hmm. what they feel is appropriate right. for nobody that genre. It, nobody wants their thing touched. Another thing uh, that we can touch on, as far as that goes, as far as sports, and I know a lot of people don't think sports, as far as Real, hold, geekiness and nerd shit. Can we talk about Indiana Jones 4? Oh, shit. It's, it's like, okay, it we'll get to sports like in a second. It's yeah. kind of like a reboot, but it was Crystal still a sequel. Crystal Skull. Jesus Christ. Everybody hated it, and they were like, there's aliens and stuff. I was like, but yo, the arc was kind of superficial, too. I mean, not superficial. Super fictional. Yeah, just, like extraterrestrial right, shit. Right, it's and... just like it's, I mean, it's not like any more wild, right? I guess, yeah. I, mean, right? <laughs> I think a lot of people shit on that because if the things that I didn't like about that movie, and I'll go into it, I was not a Shia huge LaBeouf. fan. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> It's amazing. And I don't hate him as an actor anymore. I think he's fantastic. I think he's okay. I think as a person. He's, he's method as hell, which makes a yeah, lot of people fucking hate well, him. He's gone crazy. He has gone crazy. Yeah. So did Joaquin Phoenix for a while. But look what that motherfucker's doing these days. I think days. Joaquin Phoenix might still be crazy. He might be. Yeah. That might be the only reason he played the Joker so fucking well. Yeah. And we'll get into that. But um, fucking the other thing. I didn't like Shia LaBeouf. I didn't like the fact that they were trying to young up the... The story for a new audience, and then I also didn't like the. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of. I want to say over the top, but those movies have all been kind of over the top, I suppose. But like the nuking the fridge scene, they literally jumped their own shark. Well, then to open, the point where they, they coined it, it pretty much. Yeah, it's they like, coined a new phrase for that. It's no longer jumping the shark now in. In, in pop culture and sci-fi and all that, it's called nuking the fridge yeah, because they set themselves up. Do you remember that, Frankie? I don't. You look lost. Okay, so he was... <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, was it? Indiana Jones? Yeah, I saw it. I only saw it It's once. not committed to memory. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I only saw it, it once and it was pretty forgettable. That's why you don't remember, yeah. All I remember was like the end with the aliens coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's all I remember. Well, he ends up in a, a nuclear <laughs> test site um, and the bomb's about ready to drop. And so what he does is he stuffs himself inside of an old Frigidaire mm-hmm. and shuts the door, which, yeah. of course, growing up, weren't we told not to do that? You That's can't fucking you breathe in a fridge. Yeah. Yeah. And so the bomb hits, and that blast wave hits and fucking launches yeah. this refrigerator yeah. across the landscape. And then it comes to rest, of course, fridge door side up because we have to get out, you know. And somehow he gets out of the refrigerator Unscathed. And he's okay. Unscathed. He's like, just a little dizzy. <laughs> like, he got trebucheted. And it's ridiculous. He would be thrust around inside that little metal box into jelly. Yeah. He would be a pudding when he comes out. Yeah, he got punted. Sure. <laughs> okay, no, I get that. I agree completely with you. Um, but here's the difference, and, and then we'll talk about uh, the other thing. But 
The difference being, I think, is I can hate whatever I want. I'm a human being. We all have things we don't like. Yeah. I can say, I don't like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. I don't like it for reason A, B, Shia LaBeouf, C. I can unequivocally state that, but what I can't do or what I shouldn't do is go out and tell you that you're a humongous piece of shit if you <laughs> like that movie and you're not a true fan of the Indiana Jones franchise as right. a whole. That's where it gets ridiculous. Right. And that's where I think the toxicity sets in, which, of course, dovetails into my conversation. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say right away, I'm not a huge sports fan. I'm not. Like I said, I like skateboarding a lot, but professional sports, like team sports. Like yeah, okay. what, what do you think when somebody says I'm a, I'm a sports fan, like football and stuff? I don't. The diehards. I can diehard watch it. Like, I don't have a team. I root for the home team just because I live here. I've lived here for most of my life. So Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Fairweather fan at best. Like, yeah. It's cool to go when your team wins, but if I'm paying to sit there and watch them lose, I'm like, why don't we just go home? <laughs> I, got, I got nachos and beer there. Frank, how do you feel about sports? Um, I'm not a diehard fan either, but I do have, you know, a football team that I root for. Is your football team the home team? Like, are you a Seahawks fan? Are you from here? Oh, no, 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 no. It's um, from Florida, so the Buccaneers. But so I didn't hear the Dolphins. Okay, no, not the Dolphins. <laughs> because you're from Florida. You yeah, know, the Tampa yeah, Bay yeah. Box my home team. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And so you get a lot of that uh, inter fandom sniping and shit talk mm-hmm. a lot of times, uh, and that transcends into really hateful shit sometimes. Right? Yeah, like you got your yeah. Raiders fans, you got your your diehard Cowboys fans. I and, have seen you have seen videos of people getting beat the shit out of because they're fans of the wrong team. Yeah, don't you dare sit in the wrong section at mm-hmm. a home game or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. And it's crazy and and you get a lot of that overseas with the uh the British soccer. Oh, uh, yeah. the yeah. British version Hooligans. of football. I'll yeah. call it football. There's a great actually a really great movie that if you guys haven't seen it I highly recommend. It's called Green Street Hooligans. Mm-hmm. Uh it stars Charlie Hunnam and uh Oh, what was Frodo's name? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah, I've seen it. It's great. It's fantastic. And it was done by director Lexi Alexander, uh, who went on to direct uh, Punisher Warzone, which, again, I didn't hate. A lot of people did, but... Well, because uh, nobody can replace Thomas Jane. No. But um, the movie covers a lot of the inter-rivalries between the different soccer FCs and their fan bases mm-hmm. and it's violent as hell well, and I think they kill each other, they murder each other they riot in the those streets those are county lines and neighborhood lines mm-hmm. more than it is fan clubs and fandoms, you know what I mean? because like it's you're, you know, it's where you're from like Tampa Bay Box, it's where you're from, it's Florida it makes you think of home you know, when the Seahawks were going to the Super Bowl, everybody was on it up here. And it felt Fanatical. like we're all fans. We're all behind the same kind of thing. And right. it is and nice I wouldn't watch the game. I don't, thing. I don't go out of my way to watch the Super Bowl, but I've I've gone to Super Bowl parties and watched the yeah, two. Of the but, Seahawks like, you know, when the local team's doing well, you feel it in the air. And it is kind of nice to have that kind of huge scale thing. But Camaraderie I, between people. And yeah, that. I think that's a cool thing of fandom. But, I mean, I think we all have a lot to say about, like, taxes that don't come out of sports, you know. Yeah, the NFL as a whole can go fuck themselves, honestly. I mean, there's Um, a lot of stuff, but... There's a lot of behind-the-scenes shit that, yeah. The huge camaraderie and huge community feeling of a fandom is actually pretty cool, but I don't think we want to see anybody get beat up in the fans for sitting in the wrong section. Right, and and the same thing. You got, um, I mean, you got people who, I mean, it's a lesser degree, of course. You got Kirk versus Picard, you got... Picard. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we know. Me and Frankie talked about this yesterday. We talked about you, the different captains. And, yeah, um, he, he, keeps, you got, he keeps leaving out Archie. I don't, have, I don't have anything bad about this. You know what your mother ever told you? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Right. I mean, I don't have anything against Archer, but I don't have anything really positive to say about Archer. The best thing I could say about Archer is I really enjoyed him on Quantum Leap. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, you got your, your, you know, I'm for TOS, I'm for Next Gen, I'm for Deep Space Nine, I'm for Enterprise, I'm for Voyager. There's so many different iterations of it now. You can be a fan of one or the other and not come to blows over it. Mm-hmm. You can be a fan of Star Wars over Star Trek. And yeah, there's kind of a, a rivalry. <laughs> I don't know fucking why, but... It's like, well, you can't love more than one thing. I love everything. I love so many different fandoms well, I, that, you I'll, know. I think it's because 
I'll say Star Trek over Star, the Star Wars thing. In my eyes, it's always been that Star Trek nerds got heat for being Star Trek nerds. Back in the day. Yeah, right. When yeah. Star Wars came out, everybody liked it. And it was well-received by America as a whole. Like Star, liking so Star Trek, Wars Trek fans cool, had to fight for this shit. Star Trek made you a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so well, Star, Star Trek yeah. fans paved the Star way Trek, for Star Wars. Star Trek, Trek was political and it made you a nerd. Star Wars made you futuristic. Pop and, culture. And, right. Yeah. I mean, it was just... They got, no, I get that. They hit the air differently. So, like, whether you liked them or not is how you were received as a person. Because, like, the fan Star Trek fans are labeled as Star Trek fans. Trekkers, Trekkies, Trek, whatever right. you want to call you, them. You're a nerd if you've watched Star Trek, right? Fuck. Everybody's seen Star Wars. Though. I'm a nerd. Everybody's seen. Everybody <laughs> watches Star Wars. <laughs> Guys, I might Star be a nerd. Wars, you're not American. <laughs> but if you've watched Star Trek, you're a nerd. Oh, yeah. <coughs> well, I, I kind of agree with that. Um <laughs> There's a lot of interplay between different, I mean, uh, fictions, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk a lot about um, Marvel movies. Marvel's mm-hmm. been in the big mainstream lately. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and I know a thing we've talked about, Thomas, between you and me, was uh, what we call gatekeeping. Mm. And uh, there's a lot of people who say... A big thing in pro sports, too. Like if, you're, if, like, if you can't name the quarterback for the team four years ago... You're like, fucked. Whatever. Yeah, you're, you're not a real fan, fan. For yeah. sure. But like exactly and that. that was a low bar quarterback <laughs> from four years ago. That's probably pretty relevant. Google search it. And <laughs> yeah. Be. Yeah. But uh, actually, I had a friend I was talking to uh, a week or two ago, and uh, I was telling him. I said, uh, "My boss." I was talking to my boss. I'm like, "Oh, my buddy is a Raiders fan." He's like, "Oh, really? Tell me who's he into? Who was his favorite player? What year did he get involved?" And it's like, "Whoa, that's some passive aggressive gatekeeping right there." Mm-hmm. And 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 more to the point. Uh, me and Frankie yesterday, we were talking about, or we were talking about the Marvel movies. How you, uh, if you're right. a fan of, oh, I'm a fan of Iron Man. Oh, really? Uh, have you read the books? No, I haven't read yeah. the books. I'm a fan of the movies. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're not a real fan. Right. Uh, I'm a fan of Harry Potter. Uh, me being personally a fan of Harry Potter, I've read all the books. I've seen all the movies. Yeah. I'm fucking sorted and all that shit. Yeah. Which we're gonna get into that as another topic as well. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I love, there, I love me some Harry Potter for sure. Harry Potter, it's it's good, clean fun. Yeah, well, it's yeah. I mean, it's well written. We'll, we'll it's not it pandering. Sure. It's uh, it scales up in intensity and in readership. It's if you've read the books, it's a world that anybody can find something in for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And again, you run into that gatekeeping. It's like, oh, I'm a Harry Potter fan. Oh, really? Have you read the books? Well, no, I've only seen the movies. Well, fuck you. You're not a real Harry Potter fan then. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, I mean, I gatekept myself part of my introduction. Like, I'm, I'd say I'm an anime fan, but not that deep. Right. Because, like, it's like, well, I mean, how how deep into something do you have to be to be a fan of it? How casual can you be? Like, because we hear the term casual all the time, especially mm-hmm. in video games. Like, yo, you're a casual fan. Like, you just barely play. Right. Like, you're, you're barely into it. But it's like, it's not, is that a... Is that a negative thing? Or, like, I mean, I own up to only being casual into certain things because, like, I don't have the bread and butter to spread all over over all that every, stuff. If I, yeah, I if I spent the I attention for right. everything that I love, right. I would... I don't have... I can't... I don't have any... Yeah, it ceased to exist. I've read yeah. thousands of X-Men comic books. I still don't think I'm that big of a fan because ev- there's almost, like, a million. Because there's so much mythos everybody, to get behind. Everybody got a hundred runs. You know, there's... Every character got its own series, three or four if you're a main character, you know. So it's just like you can't. You can't how, know how, everything. How do you, how do you, have you to know get everything? into this rabbit hole? You're to not be a fucking fan? Wikipedia, right? Yeah. Frankie, like, you had something to talk about with uh, with Harry Potter, yeah? Did I? Did, well, no, no, you addressed it. Oh yeah, I addressed it yesterday. As far as like, um, like, but then again, it's also tied into the you know from pages to screen, right? Um, you know, like clearly, they can't cram everything that's in in, in the book in a movie. Yeah, it would be when, a long fucking movie. Right. But there was like... there was Time uh, seven. For, for me, you know, like I, I enjoy the movies and I clearly enjoyed the books more. But there's just like certain aspects that was in the book that I felt like should have been in the movie because it kind of changes the dynamics yeah, some, of the some, movies. Some important things do get right. dropped and you're like, why was that in, not in there? Yeah. So, you know... Um, and they do that with a lot of things too. Yeah, they do. Oh, um, well, but like Lord of the Rings, but, Tom Bombadil, but, they cut but him Harry out. Potter, but Harry Potter for the most part yeah, followed the books for the most part. They hit the they, main they, beats. Exactly. Yeah. They tweak some stuff, yeah. but it wasn't enough to just be like, well, this ain't Harry Potter anymore. Yeah, you didn't you know? instantly go out and shit well, on it and hate it because they cut the little bits out. But, but, yeah, and there's... And, but there's like a big character building moment for Neville where you find out about his parents 
And then Neville ends up being very important later on. And I don't think that they knew that at the time when they were making the films that he was going to be the one who kills Voldemort in the end. Right. So he was kind of shit on. He was the little nerdy well, they kid. Didn't make you know? him out, like, they didn't give him his shine when like his parents being stoned by Voldemort was like a huge psychosis thing of why he's weird Neville and but also why he cares so much to fight against Voldemort. Right, exactly. And in the end, he ends up being very important. I believe you mean like, he who should not be making believe. these movies and you're not the writer. It's like, do you know to make this, include that scene from screen to page? Like, I mean, from page to film? It's like it, And I think that's a large know. part of the problem when you, have, like, when you have knows? a series that's ongoing mm-hmm. being made into movies and TV shows and shit mm-hmm. and it has, the end hasn't been fleshed out, you're going to be missing bits unless the author is really forthcoming with you and tells you, like, I know for a fact that J.K. Rowling hinted to Alan Rickman where his arc was going to go, yeah. which helped inform how he played the role, right. which is great, but not a lot of people get that. And there's not, you can't possibly cover all the beats right. with an author who's still writing. Mm-hmm. And I think George R.R. R. Martin gets a lot of shit for that too right now. Because we left off with him, I think, mid-season five. Uh, right around the end of season five is where his books cut off. And then yeah. after that, there's three more seasons. Right. And, uh, Weiss and Benahoff basically just had to pull shit out of the air right. and make what they thought would happen. Now, of course, they did consult with George R.R. R. Martin to get the beats, the big beats, the plot points. Um, but at certain points, they had to do, deviate quite a lot, judging by the end of book five uh, and where, like, for instance, where Tyrion ends up versus where he ends up in the show. Yeah, There's whole chunks missing. Well, Stannis the Manus is still alive. Stannis is still alive. Right. So I mean, there's a Tyrion lot of stuff. Was that's a, like Tyrion was a Tyrion was a fucking. He ended up being like a slave, a circus slave, basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh, rebelling at that point and joining. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone who's not read the books. Ends up joining uh, a sellsword company. Right. Well, and Sansa also doesn't fall under what the creepers. Care. Right. Uh, Ramsey Bolton yeah. didn't end up with Sansa. He ended right. up with Jane Poole. And right. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot. There's of stuff a where it's lot like, of deviation. The, there's so much different, and so much that you can't fit on there that you have to write your own show, and like that's I think what. And the and the writers the got a lot of shit from Ended that. up having to be, and it's just like, well, you can't when you condensed that much yeah do you still write the same story or are you writing your own story at this point you kind of have to write your own story because you cut out too much and you can't reconnect those threads you just have to sell your a whole new sweater i was talking to my wife about that situation and and uh, she was saying to the point where i was like maybe it took so long for uh, george R. R. martin to write this new book because he was waiting to see what happened yeah. and how it played out and how the <laughs> fans just, accepted certain like, things and be going oh, oh, oh no. i'll take i'll crib that God, and, they don't like it Oh. <laughs> oh, no. So you have that. So then, what exactly is the excuse for when it comes to um, Aragon or Percy Jackson when it goes from book yeah. to movie? What's, what's, yeah. I never read there? Aragon or watched yeah, Aragon. Yeah, so. have the source material already right. out, right? And then they deviate from it so much that it's just like right. it's not even really that book anymore. You should have just called the movie something else. Because right, you why, have, why pay for the rights? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you have. <laughs> why pay for them if you're right. not using them? And then them? my my thing with Percy Jackson was they tried to fix it in the second movie, but in doing so, it's like you guys kind of backpedal. You guys kind of screwed up the first one so much mm-hmm. that when you come to the second one, and then you try to add and like fix these things, it's like it's it's already too late. The damage has been done. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really sit well. It doesn't really flow right because it's just like. Well, where the fuck was this person in in the first movie? We were already in this area. If like they're such a big character, why weren't they in in why the first involved? one? Yeah. And it's just like so much is going on. It's just like what are you guys trying to do? And that's I think that's kind of why like that one didn't really, you know, go go off like cuz we could have had another yeah, you they, know, Harry yeah. Potter. They thing were building going on. the franchise. Another, yeah, we could have had another series because it's um. I got I got all the books. Right. So you have you have the Percy Jackson one, and then you have where they end up going into involving the uh, the so Percy Jackson's the Greek mythology, and then you have um, the next series that dives into um, the Roman mythology and how like you know um, pretty much the the I think what is it the Romans adopted the the Olympian gods, but just made it like their version. Mm-hmm. And so you have the next series where there's some conflict going on 
where the gods are having tr having trouble maintaining their persona based off of who like which children the that they're, people they're, they're speaking what? to yeah. yeah so like you have sometimes their roman aspect talking to their olympian children when it's like that's they're not supposed to do that. They try to keep their kids separate and they know about their own, their own different personalities when it comes to, you know, if they have to be Romanesque or Olympian and like they could have had a great series of movies mm. if they would have just at least did what Harry Potter did is at least f follow the source. Right. And I'm just like so mad it's, at like what could have been. Like, that's are you the worst kidding thing me? of being a fan of something is like get, <laughs> finally getting your movie and it being bad. I have a perfect example for that, and actually that dovetails exactly into where I want to talk about it. We're going to take a quick second for a minor commercial. We'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one convenient place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, thanks for that, and uh, we're back. Now, uh, the example that I wanted to get into more to what you guys were talking about as far as the difficulties in adaptation between uh, source material and what we're given media-wise. I think an opposite example of that would be Deadpool. Uh, we were given... Exceptionally well done. Uh, well, between what we were given initially, which was Wolverine Origins, mm -hmm. which was absolute garbage. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's I struggle yeah. to find anything positive to say about that movie. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, yeah. But what they did to Deadpool now, I'm a huge Deadpool fan. Mm -hmm. I've been following Deadpool literally from the beginning of his career. Back in high school, I right, when I collected comic books, it was New Mutants, X Force. Those were my books. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool first, the young bloods, in, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. The, the teenager teams, yeah. And uh, Deadpool first appeared in uh, New Mutants number ninety eight, mm -hmm. which I had. Mm -hmm. um, New Mutants went to issue one hundred and then changed into X Force, and X Force is a title that I continue to collect far into its run but that's where deadpool got his start he was a mercenary that was just kind of a generic mercenary they yeah, picked he, him he out of a hat his, uh, he didn't have his traits very not not very well fleshed out mm -hmm. uh, they just basically stole a name from dc comics uh slade wilson deathstroke the terminator they stole half of his look half of his act half of his shtick if you will turned him into wade wilson and made him the same kind of thing, just a nameless assassin, basically. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until he finally caught on and they started bringing out more and more of his traits, which were the wisecrackery and basically Spider-Man with a pair of swords. Oh. And then they finally upped the game when he went into his limited series to where he's the fourth wall-breaking Merc with a mouth that we all know and love today. Which is fortunate, because I would say a lot of that came because Rob Liefeld was hot at the time. No, yeah, he was. And so, like... He he was the selling force behind the character before the character became what it was, and then him his writing and stuff kind of shaped it. Yeah, as long as you don't require someone to draw feet. Yeah, and and Deadpool and, Deadpool wears slippers, so you're good to go. There's and, no shoes, and, just, and your fucking big ass shoulder pads was yeah. this big thing. But that's back why he's got those. All, that's why he's got that belt. It's all those pouches, pouches and yeah. shoulder pads. Like my favorite character for a long, long time was Cable, and that was his defining trait: was big ass shoulder pads and fucking Dude, pouches. I, I everywhere. love his style. I don't, I don't care how bad it is. Have you seen the picture of Captain America that he drew? Yeah. Like, that Captain makes America's sense, though, like, dude. If you're like that fucking barrel-chested with a and you're just head. ripped, and then you got a shield in front of you, all you're gonna see is massive bicep. How do you look down and see where you're pissing? You don't. You can't you're see. You're too your penis. strong. Yeah, too strong to pee. Somebody else had to hold that for you. But <laughs> you take the source material which we were given in the comics and had developed a very rabid fan base on its own, uh, and then everyone was super excited when they heard that they were bringing him into. Uh, the Wolverine Origins movie. And then I think what we were given... Like, even the movie started out okay. Right. They showed him as Ryan Reynolds, pithy, pissy, the, the Merc with the swords, mouth. murky mouth. Like, this costume was shit, but 
whatever. He acted and sounded like what we would have appeared to be Deadpool. And then yep. what they did to him in that movie was a fucking abomination. Oh, and I can't find no. anyone who likes that version of him. I've tried. No, well, yeah. I mean, like, we can talk about how toxic fandoms are, but, like, some things are objectively bad. And that movie, <laughs> that movie doesn't doesn't play well at all. Like, it, it I didn't look up its, the wrong It doesn't follow its story. Anything, it's not yeah. shot well. The, the dialogue's stupid. Special effects are garbage. Special effects for its time were bad. Like the floating claws? Because it's pretty old at this point. Did you see the floating point. claws? Yeah. No. He's staring at himself in a mirror in a bathroom, yeah. and he's got his claws out, but they don't look like they're fucking connected yeah, to anything. They're really and bad. Just kind of, yeah, bad wow. CG. And they're, they're flat silver instead of, like, any kind of contour. Like, they're just... Uh, yeah. That's really weird. But, and then... The fact of the matter is, is I think that uh, both Ryan Reynolds and uh, the people who ended up writing and and producing the new Deadpool movie uh, saw that outrage, saw that Mm -hmm. um, so many people were so upset with what had happened to their beloved character that they turned around and they wrote a version of the character that was so bloody accurate to the comics... Mm-hmm. That it's almost impossible to separate the two now. There definitely were people that wanted to do it justice, mm-hmm. and then actually did. Absolutely, it's one of Fox's greatest comeback stories that I can even think of. Right. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is look, I, I have to admit it, another one of my man crushes. I got to say it. Um, beautiful man. He's a beautiful man, and he does beautiful things. But uh, his reverence and love for the character shows in everything he does right. between the movies. Between the social media campaigns that go along with the movies, uh, how he interacts with fans, how he interacts with Hugh Jackman on Twitter for fuck's sake, right? It's it's a joy to behold. Yeah, and well, and it's like you see you see people who are who are true fans working on something, and then you know a lot of it gets bastardized on its way to the screen. Like, have you heard Kevin Smith's story of when he tried to write Superman, right? Oh, yeah, the big metal spider. Right. Have you heard that story? No. So basically, the long and short of it is is that they bring him on, he writes a couple drafts, and then they bring him to meet a producer, and the producer's like, all right, but what about the end? A giant metal spider. Joel Schumacher, wasn't it? No, it was some, wasn't it Schumacher? some other class, some, okay. other, some ass clown. And so he's just like, I'm not going to, that, that, that's stupid, that doesn't make any sense. And then a couple years go by, and then Wild Wild West comes out. And they produced took by all, that guy. They took giant all metal Barry, Was it Barry Sonnenfeld? It wasn't Barry Sonnenfeld, I don't think. I don't remember. The, all I remember is that it <laughs> I was, could Google it, but I don't give two shits. Right. It was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, and then he failed upwards in Hollywood, <laughs> which was the bed of the joke. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you know that like some, sometimes people are passionate about stuff, and like Hollywood's a muddy place, and like it doesn't always come out the way you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. But then there's people who don't know what they're doing, and they're just in it for the check, which is my. Cough, cough, M. Night Shyamalan Avatar. Right, which is like, that dude didn't... When you're changing the main character's name, you don't have any respect for the source material. So it's like, and then to be a fan, like I was saying before the break, to be a fan and then get your product and it being remarkably bad and Mm -hmm. like... Bad. It's not not just because it didn't live up just to your expectations. Just objectively shit. It's it's bad. It's shitty. It's stupid. It's horribly written. It doesn't make any sense. Like my dra- my live action Dragon Ball Z movie, garbage. Oh, you know, like oh stuff, my god, I saw. I didn't even watch that. that it's bad. It's, I watched it's, it. It's, like you you could be a huge fan and then you finally get it and it's it's awful and it's hard. I mean, like it breaks your heart. I don't want to be the yeah. one that backlashes. Like I'm the I'm the Star Wars fan. who's like fuck Jar Jar Binks, but like yeah, dude, fuck live action Dragon Ball Z. That thing was awful. Right, and, and I think that brings to point a, a, a thing that I kind of wanted to address with the fact that you can hate a movie, yeah. you can hate a character, you can hate anything about a particular piece of work, but it's when you flip that corner and you get vocal about your hate and you, in fact, shit on the actors, shit on the movie, shit on people who actually enjoyed it. Not that I think there was anybody that enjoyed Avatar The Last Airbender, the movie. No. Um, and what galls me is that he's still trying to make a sequel. I hope to God that never happens. Just, no, there's no just, way. Um, is that Fox? I don't know. It's M. Night Shyamalan himself wants to make a sequel. No, 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 do like... not give him that opportunity. But thankfully, Netflix is making it and I hope they do a good job. Yeah. They usually do a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. But you can dislike something associated with your particular fandom you can dislike something associated with your passion without becoming overtly toxic now i think that all of us have a bit of toxicity in us Mm -hmm. just 
as human beings, I think that's kind of a given. We're all going to be hateful at times. We're all going to be possessive and jealous and stupid at times. It's not so much a matter of having that and owning that. It's a matter of can you get past it, whether you interact on that level. I can say unequivocally that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was easily one of the most beautiful, well-thought-out, best Zelda games ever created, ever. And I've been a fan of the franchise since the Nintendo, Mm -hmm. since the original Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. I can say that there are Zelda games that I don't care for. Uh, Minish Cap. I never I knew, got into I knew that. you were going to say Minish Cap. It's just I never I got it. into it. Yeah. Uh, and Triforce Heroes. Well, there's, or whatever a, there's they a bunch call it. of there's a bunch of like side shift DS games that were just garbage. Yeah. But I don't. I'm not going to shit on somebody because they like that game. Yeah. I'm just going to be happy that somebody likes a thing that I like. So if I talk to you, Frankie, Frankie, have you played Breath of the Wild? I have not. You have not. No. You absolutely should. That's what but. I keep being told. <laughs> It's it's an intense game. It's a fantastically well-made game. Do I have my issues with the game itself? Yes, I do. Breakable weaponry is an idiotic idea. I get why they did it. It was just implemented poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of games do it great. Right. Not this one. Yeah. Um, have you played it, Tom? Uh, no, actually, I watched someone finish it the other day, and that made me not want to play it. Because you've already seen the ending? Yeah, because it was... <laughs> I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think we're past the spoiler cap on that. But uh, but at the same time, it's, 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 that, it's that concept. Is I, can, I can say that there's a thing I don't like. I can say I still don't like Jar Jar Binks. I mm-hmm. thought his character was developed and created to add a childish element to the movies, to sell toys. Yeah. I think it was misguided. Mm. I think it was ham-fisted and yeah, overly he, done. He was the new Ewok, but Ewoks were at least cute. Right, and Jar Jar was annoying. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame that on Ahmed Best. Mm-hmm. I don't even blame that on George Lucas. I see what the hell right, he was like doing. Blaming Warwick Davis. I love Warwick Davis. I know that's what I'm saying, though, but that'd be like blaming him for the Ewoks. It's just like he's just a little. He didn't do it. He was hired to play a part. Just a little boy, yeah. in a little suit. <laughs> I'm ruffle his head and give him a cookie. Well, that's and the, now he's professor. Now Sprout. he's an adult, so he yeah. better not. So he transcends into Harry Potter now too, and the Leprechaun movies. Let's not forget. He what was, do you think are some of the best things of your fandom that were like, wow, that really killed it, and I absolutely loved it because it really lived up to your expectations. I gotta say, I was Hold not. On, can I guess real quick? Yeah, go. He Man movie. With Dolph Lundgren. Oh, What's Jesus Christ. He-Man. Which one? Masters of the He-Man Universe. Movie? Masters of the Universe, yeah. Dolph Lundgren played back. He-Man and <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Frank Langella played Skeletor. Uh, it was... Wait, there's an... It's, like, it's a live action He-Man movie? Yeah, it's, it's from like the mid-80s, mid-late right 80s. If you want to check it. Huh. Um, I did not like it. No, it's awful. That's it's, why I said it, because I thought it'd be funny. Yeah, no, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Same thing with Dolph Lundgren again. Played the Punisher. Yeah, it's not good either. With, it was Lou Gossett Jr. But how did you like the Thomas Jane one? Because I love that movie, but I'm not a big Punisher fan, so I don't know how it translates. Here's the thing. I like the Thomas Jane version. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've read the comics for years, so mm-hmm. I like the Thomas Jane version. It was kind of a little tame, I thought. So when they brought back Punisher for another movie, like I said, with Lexi Alexander directing, they did Warzone. They got Ray Stevenson who is admittedly a gruffer actor. Mm-hmm. He's a bit harder around the edges. Mm-hmm. But they tried to focus a bit more on comic continuity. They brought in Wayne Knight, uh, who you guys all might know as Nedry from uh, uh, Jurassic Park. And he also played uh, Newman in Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Newman. Yeah, Wayne Knight. But they brought him in to play Microchip, which was a huge character in the Punisher mythos back in the day. Mm-hmm. He was the guy who was his tech guy, the guy in the chair, as they call it in the Spider-Man movies now. The guy in the chair. The in the chair yeah. But uh, I thought it followed a lot more closely to the source material type of Punisher movie. But again, there's something about Tom Jane that you just kind of gravitate towards. He's got a charisma about him that sets him apart. I can say the same bloody thing about this newest retread of Hellboy. Um, Ron Perlman. Man, that movie fucking sucked. The new one? Yeah, I don't mean... I mean, like, I didn't... I thought David Harbour did a fantastic job as Hellboy. No, his... his, The script 
was it doesn't make any sense. Shitty. I didn't like it. It doesn't it make any sense. It was all over the fucking place. <laughs> it was all over the place. And the tone's really bad. It feels like an early 2000s action movie. Well, you'll feel better knowing that they will not be pursuing a sequel. Oh, no. Absolutely not. I don't think that thing sold I like think, two tickets. I thought David Harbour was great. I took William to see it. Yeah. Uh, and... I'm sure he appreciates your support. He needed that. <laughs> David Harbour needed that five bucks. No, they need, yeah, that's the only two people that bought tickets. <laughs> you and William. I think I had, uh, I think I had uh, discounted I, tickets, I, I too. I completely derailed my own question. Can we get back to what, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, do you think absolutely. was good? What's, what fandom thing do you think was, was really where you were like, yes, they awesomely nailed this? Something that I didn't expect? No, I mean, what, I would say. you think is like, it okay, really so I'm, good. A, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Uh-huh. Uh, we've covered that at length. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to cover it at length because that's where I'm at. Yep. But uh, I was kind of worried about the the J.J. Abrams remake movies. And I think there was a lot of places where the J.J. Abrams movies kind of fell down. You uh, story-wise. The Lens Flare Department. Yeah, yeah, okay. Come on, man. Seriously. But what I could not fault him for and what still gives me shivers to this day was how he cast these movies. Oh, perfect! Yeah, Chris, Chris Pine made such an amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, fucking Zachary Quinto uh-huh. as Spock. Now I read an article where when young Spock working with old Spock, Leonard Nimoy was in the movie, of course. Yeah. Uh, when did great they got Zachary Quinto all dressed up in the makeup and the uniform and everything, and they had he was talking with uh, Leonard Nimoy and his wife, and Leonard Nimoy's wife was brought to tears because. It looked and felt so much like Leonard did yeah. back in the day that it was just spot on. Yeah. Dr. McCoy, Carl Urban. Yeah. Say what you want about no, the guy. No, I, yeah, I know you got he's, a thing. He's, he's, I got a thing, but he's, he's great in Star Trek for sure. He was great in Dread, too. I like Dread. I liked it more than I wanted to. No, that's, to. That's, my, that's why I still like Carl Urban is because of Dread. I don't remember where I, start, I started disliking him. Thor Ragnarok? No, I mean, he, his character sucks until Ragnarok. But, like, uh, no, he did a movie a while ago. Uh, I think it was he was in Riddick. Yes, he was. Mm. Yeah, and he just did awful. And, like, yeah. that, that movie was barely hanging on in the first place. <laughs> I hear they're making another one. They're Good making, they're going Vin back, should, yeah. Vince should do whatever he wants in Hollywood. Vince's doing Bloodshot right when, now. When you have, well, when I think you they're bringing back seven Fast and Furious back, movies, uh, you should get to do whatever you want. Aren't there like nine or ten now? Uh, there's know. going to be uh, at least. He did seven. I think eight was Hobbs and Shaw. No, wait, Fast Eight? I don't know. I stopped watching him after Paul Walker died. I don't yeah, really care anymore. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I thought that for me, that would be something that I thought was kind of misguided was the Star Trek reboot movies. But I really, really, really enjoyed the casting. What about you, Frankie? Um, For me, it's more of uh, a character that they brought they brought to life was um, Dumbledore, the first one. You really? Um, Not Michael Gambon. What was his name? Uh, So hold on. The the. He died. One, the, yeah, he, he died. died, and they had to recast for right. I think what movie three. So does that scene in Goblet of Fire where Dumbledore storming across the room, all like yelling at Harry, like you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Does it, that it, really bug you? It didn't. It doesn't really <laughs> bug me because you know I had I had his personality in the third one, right. so it was like I expected yeah. his, that that kind of energy from him in the uh-huh. fifth one. But um, I just I enjoyed. And thought that uh, who they casted as uh, the first one just did a phenomenal. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. I'm sad that I can't remember go, his name offhand. What, what got me was... Is Richard that Harris. Fa- Richard Harris. It was his name? That was his name. Richard Fucking Harris. Fucking fantastic. Was. And then when they uh, they recast it and it just it went like in the opposite direction. He did uh, seem a bit more gruff. A yeah. Bit more... I was just like, wh- why didn't we stick with... The same kind of like granted, probably you know the amount of energy the guy had, you well, know that's he, that's he what he passed, huh? I think he passed away. Yeah, he did. That's yeah. why they 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 brought. That's why on, they recast. They, that's why they, they, they like, recast. Why did they have somebody keep that same kind of vibe? Yeah, yeah. like you can. It's what actors do, you know. That's like, they hard when you recast the same, the role. The same vibe, but they didn't, and it was just like. I'm, I was confused. You guys literally have a change of character. It's right. it's completely different from uh, movie two to three and then on. Right, just because well, you change I, the actor, you don't I have feel, to change the beat. I feel like right. a lot of that, because um, I actually had this conversation kind of recently, um, was that the stakes get raised so much higher that Dumbledore has to be like, yo, the Goblet of Fire is some real biz, dude. That's why he's rushing across the room. And I'm just like, Harry, did you put your shit in the Goblet of Fire? Like, be honest. Like, he's like, did you put your name in the... 
like because he's it's a big the stakes are higher so Dumbledore's got to be freaking out about stuff. Oh well, yeah, he's been trying to keep Harry alive for right. his entire fucking life. But it's and like yeah, he's now he's thrust in this life. He's or death not the thing. cool stoic one that he is from the first three at all. No, no, he's I get it. Like, but like, but, when what is it? There's there's people that um, that actually like find the passage and have shown the passage mm-hmm. in the book. He's not running up yeah, he's and not. he's calmly asking. Yeah, he's and the that's the thing about and that's the thing about Dumbledore. He's always been pretty level headed yeah. in the books. So like even when you read it in the Goblet of Fire, that you know, he it's calmly, just, it's a he calmly it's asks. A yeah, he, he, he calmly, calmly asks. asks. You know, it's calmly it's like asks. because, it's a, you know, like yeah. Dumbledore is, you know, known as one of them the, the the most powerful wizards. Like like if Harry did do something. It's not like it's nothing he yeah. can't handle or whatever. Yeah. So what's the point in him like freaking out about it? It so, shows a weakness in his character, right? So right. you you know you bring that in the in the, in the movie and that over excited scene is just like it, it didn't play right for me, but it wasn't enough for me to like not like the character. You know, you not just enjoy the movies. It right. was just it was just a hit that would just did not sit right, but. It didn't fucking ruin sure, the experience though. for Those me. Those first two movies, I remember being like, man, I wish I could just stay and have Christmas with Dumbledore. Right? Like, for sure. Like, serious. I don't want to go home either, Harry, you know, just hang out and have Christmas <laughs> with Dumbledore and eat my chocolate Dumbledore and, you know, whatever. Well, what about you, Tom? Uh, uh, well, this is kind of, so I grew up on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I fucking love the Ninja so Turtles. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was really... From back in the Eastman and Laird time, well, I enjoyed the Ninja Turtles. Rough and raw, right? Yeah, exactly. That and pencil so animation. 1987 and... cartoon is, I still loved it. Is But that's not what I'm getting at. Hold on. Okay, is, yeah, is, is, is like, um, it's cowabunga. It's pizza time. It's here's my party van. It's here's all this goofy shit because we're trying to sell... We're trying to sell t-shirts and action figures, right? but then the 1990 movie comes out three years later and is gritty and raw and is beautiful. Like that movie looks great to this day. It's lit well. Too bad the puppets don't anymore. Do you see that one tried to sell? But as far as puppets go, like, I mean. It's degraded. It's so sad. Yeah, it, it looked awesome for its time. It's. It's no, I a love really it. well written oh, story. Yeah. It's really emotional. Like I even like Jones, the second one. April losing her apartment. One was good. Like the whole thing, top to bottom. Yeah, I, I noticed your art on the walls when we came in here. We're at Frankie's house, dear listeners, and he's got these really cool. Uh, <laughs> Frankie goes to custom, Comic-Con custom paintings a lot, on the wall, and, uh, and he's got the DVD on hand. Pulling of it right GMT out. Look one through three. And so you, you're on me with the same page. This gritty realism for a comic oh, book yeah. movie in 1990, it was before... Well, because what did we have back then to compare it to? Batman. We had what? We had Batman. We had 89 Batman, and we had Howard the fucking Right, so Duck. Batman came out like the summer before. There's no way they were like, well, we should just make as gritty and dark as Batman, because like there wasn't a gritty and dark Batman. It's like we right. were filming these at the same time. This was fucking filmed in China because they couldn't afford to film it anywhere else. Yeah, I think they filmed the new ones in China, too. Well, now they get China money for doing it, too. Yeah, but, they do. You know, it's, I'm just saying, like, TMNT, the gritty, raw... I mean, I was, like, literally one years old when that came out, so I don't really know. But <laughs> looking back on it now, I can rewatch that today, and I'm like, man, this is still gritty and raw, and the characters, their motivation to make sense, you uh, know. It doesn't deviate from the what emotional you know impact. about them. Our, our, our master's gone. We're going to go save him. Like, it's great. Top to bottom, I love that oh, fucking yeah. movie. Just as kind of an aside, did you guys know that the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as written by Eastman and Laird, uh, was meant to be a direct send off of the Marvel Comics universe and in and mm-hmm. of itself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Daredevil. Yeah, TGRI, the same company. Whatever, of the chemical that blinded, blinded Matt Murdock, and also um, the Hand mm-hmm. is the big ninja baddies in uh, Daredevil, and then you have the Foot. Right, being the big ninja baddies for the Ninja Turtles. It's Eastman and Laird took so many beats from the old uh, Daredevil comics that it's fantastic. But that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. It's a good. Time. It's a good send up for sure. Um, but I, I think, um, kind of the overarching uh, theme of what I wanted to touch on here today, and I think we've hit all the main points, is basically this fandom is my thing that's why i started this podcast that's why i really enjoy having these conversations with people um i'm going to continue to do so um but the issue being toxic fandom in and of itself is unavoidable yeah it's unavoidable when you find something that you're passionate about that you love you're always going to find the fringe element that is going to seek to claim too much of it or keep you out push you out gatekeep you out um and i think 
the reason that I wanted this to be the topic for the first show that I did is because fandom is so important to me that right out of the gate, I wanted to address you can dislike something. You can dislike an actor, a video game, a movie, a book. You can dislike an adaptation. You can dislike an actor. You don't have to get shitty about it. You don't have to take it out on the people who play the parts. The writers even. You don't have to take it out on the other people who may have enjoyed that. It's your responsibility as a fan, I feel, to keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have the conversations with other people. You can talk about why you disliked something. But I think when you cross the line and you start crapping on people for what you feel are slights against you personally or your fandom personally, that's where it gets insane. Mm -hmm. And I think it's our responsibility as fans... To be able to look at something objectively and go, okay, maybe that Dragon Ball Z movie did suck crap. I still like what I like. I'm not. Maybe someone comes up to you and says, "Hey, I really enjoyed Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild," but you know. And then, I, of course, you can get on your high horse and be, "Oh, well, what other Zelda games have you played?" Well, maybe they've not played any. Maybe this was their introduction. Mm-hmm. And you jumping out and being shitty because they haven't played Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time, uh, objectively two of the better Legend of Zelda games ever. Right. I mean, your, your favorite band can be White Snake and you only know one White Snake song. It's all right. They can still be your favorite band. They can band. still be your favorite band. I mean, that's gross, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, here I go again on my own, but... Uh, yeah, I know, that was bad. I kind of shoehorned that in there, but just... It's your responsibility as a fan to protect your fandom, I think. And so if you see someone acting in a super shitty way, you kind of pull them aside and go, hey, what the hell are you doing? These people are coming into it the way that they know how. Mm -hmm. Just because they didn't read every single Marvel comic leading up to Deadpool or the X-Men doesn't mean they don't have a stake in it. Doesn't mean they can't like what they've seen. Doesn't mean that that's not going to be their quote-unquote gateway drug into the deep, wide world that you love. I love Empire Strikes Back. I always have, I always will. Uh, It's easily my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, If you like Phantom Menace, I want to talk to you about it. Dude, honestly, my favorite thing is the pod race. I've never been so lit in my life. Oh, that fucking double-bladed lightsaber and that fight between Qui-Gon and Jinn? the fates, I've never... Oh my god, right? So juiced. You can find something to love in everything. Um, And... It opens conversations. You can have a conversation with these people going, oh, I, you love Breath of the Wild? Have you tried Ocarina of Time? Oh, shit, let me tell you about Ocarina of Time. And Listen here. <laughs> get them involved. Be the old sage bringing them on. Let me exactly. take you here, young, and mm-hmm. let, me, let me show you the ways yeah, of the forest the like your father. Of you know? fandom. If you like something, try to get somebody into it. If they're, if they're dipping their toes into it, shove them all the way in. You gotta be their sensei or senpai and he's like, let me just show Notice you the way. Notice me, senpai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, well, like, right. Even if you like the Ghostbusters movie with Leslie Jones, I'm not shitting on well, you for I that. Mean, I'll, I'll, but let me show you <laughs> Bill Murray and Harold Ramis at their top right. form. Let me show you. Well, Kevin's son, Will, is the biggest comic book fan I know. Oh, and yeah. So he's, I got him the Marvel Unlimited. So it's like, if somebody likes, if like, you know somebody that likes something, like, get them into it. Don't be like, well, you don't know this, then you don't know what you're talking about. They'll be like, yeah, I mean... And now that kid knows almost yeah, knows. as much about comics as I do, and he's 15. He's encyclopedic, for sure. He really is. Yeah. Uh, he tries to get into conversations with me about minutiae, and it's like, whoa, dude, seriously, I haven't I haven't read yeah. that book in a while. Yeah. i got to give me time to catch yeah, up. He, I'm he, old now. He's definitely at the stage where he thinks everybody knows exactly what he's, is going on in his mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Frankie, anything you want to throw in here towards the end? Uh I can't remember of anything else, man. Like, we pretty much covered... Yeah, for those of you listening to this point, thank you for sticking (laughs) around, but uh, we recorded this actually yesterday, and uh, the audio didn't work. Mm -hmm. So we had this wonderful hour and a half, hour and 45-minute conversation that just ceased to be. Mm -hmm. And it was the saddest thing I've ever done. And it's like, so I, regrettably, I had to come over and have this conversation again, but I've gotten more out of it again, having it a second time. And this is... 
the nature of why I do this. This is the nature of why I'm going to continue to do this podcast is because these conversations are so enriching. I learn things about other people's fandom. They learn things about my fandom. I learn things about my fandom that maybe I didn't even know. And, and, and it's our job as fans, again, to reach out and educate and, and embrace our fellow fans and just be a good human being, for God's sakes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not hard. Well, the, like one of the things we, we covered yesterday we didn't uh, today was, you know, just because um, somebody liked something that you didn't, rather than being mad about it, you could always just ask and find out what perspe- yeah. the perspective of that person, like, why is it? Because you might not have thought right, exactly. to look at it from that angle. And exactly. then it's like, boom. It took you me a just, lot of months to yeah. like, like the newest Star Wars movie. I'm, like, I'm okay with it now. Yeah. yeah. I'm and, still not. <laughs> no, it's not good. It's not good, but I don't think it tarnished anything. Like, right. right. Maybe we just need to have a conversation about it, Frankie. It was the line between A <laughs> We and did. We sure. tried. Remember, <laughs> I, I pretty much Facebook messaged you, like, right after I saw The Last Jedi. I was just like... Dude, I can't wrap my head around this. Like I, I'm not a OJ big fan. Simpson chase. I'm not. A, like I'm not a big fan of, of what <laughs> they did it's with it. I, I don't see Boys. why they went this route. And you tried to explain it to me. I was like, I get where you're coming from, yeah. but to me, it's not. It's still not enough for me to say that I enjoyed the movie. Like the entire right. time I'm sitting there, I'm watching. Like they couldn't have come up with something a little more creative. This is literally a chase scene. <laughs> for the entire movie yeah the casino chase you know they're running out of fuel oh that one too and yeah it, it really just, was a chase with uh, no that's what i'm saying yeah, it's, it's OJ literally just a chase the cops scene. are behind oj through space yeah. going in a straight line they're like you could shoot him down you could call in more cops you could do anything but you're just chasing him right. in a slow fucking straight line so many things that could have been, been done it's just like uh, like how did you guys not think about other angles because you guys are so you guys have literally like tunnel vision like this is what we're gonna do we're not gonna think about other possibilities that could have been done it's just like (laughs) but i think did uh the faults and fallacies that you felt happened with the last jedi tarnish your love of the franchise previous no no i love the franchise i still do but I'm a little skeptical about watching the next one because of what they did with the right. Last Jedi. Well, so I kind of want to. I want to see how they rebuild from it. That's that's one of my curiosities. But am I willing to pay that kind of money for that curiosity and then go and turns out that I'm disappointed with it? You will. No, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna wait till it comes Fuck, out. I'll go, I'll go with you. Or or, you. or, or I'm just gonna save. We'll just go um, live cast the whole uh, thing. Nah, I'll just save. You know, uh, two of the free movie tickets that my work gave me, so that way I'm not spending a dime on it. <laughs> How old were you when Return of the Jedi came out? Let's see. That was 1983, so I'd have been six. Okay, so I was, I was probably five, almost. Six. I was ten when Phantom Menace came out, mm-hmm. and like that night, I probably like ran, rode my bike around at night, just like pretending I was a pod racer. You know, so it's like. I get why the pod race scene sucks ass as an adult in that movie. I'm like, okay, it's 15 minutes of garbage that doesn't really lead anywhere. And that whole situation could have been absolved in a much cleaner, but more intelligent way. But maybe I wasn't the targeted but, audience. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's just like, well, 10-year-old Thomas loved it, so fuck it. You know? I agree. I, I mean, yeah, it's horrible, but you know, I mean, somebody liked it. Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I want to thank uh, Thomas thank and Frankie you. for uh, sitting with me today. Anytime. I'm looking forward to our future conversations. Uh, I want to thank you all for joining us on the Fuel Your Fandom podcast. Uh, and I just want to remind everyone to just go out and embrace your fandom. Be good people. And remember that uh, everything is fandom and fandom is everything. Have a good night. <laughs>